Welcome back to the Frizz and the Grease podcast with your hosts, Prudo and D. That's right. It's another episode of Frizz and the Grizz. It's your boy Trudeau. Thank you for joining us live Tuesday, December 19th or next day on podcast. Good show for you today. I got an angry, grumpy co-host. He's had a hell of a day and a hell of a week. D, what's good, my man? What it do? I love the introduction. I'm grumpy as hell, but I'm here. I'm glad to be here and I'm happy to be here, man. How's everything going with you? I'm glad you're bringing the positive vibes to the show. Good. I wanted to start off with just throwing out the Detroit Pistons. <laughs> okay. I looked up because I know they're on this historic losing streak. Mm-hmm. They have now. I want this is right. This is a holly jolly time of the year. Christmas mm-hmm. is coming up next week. It's supposed to be, but yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Christmas is coming. <laughs> yeah, you, you haven't had a holly jolly time, but Christmas <laughs> is coming up next week. The Detroit Pistons have not won a game since before Halloween. Mm. That is insane. When you let that sit in, that that definitely doesn't sound great. They've been three fucking holidays. Oh, well, not three, but there's about to be three holidays it's before they long. get another dub. Yeah, man. It's been a very, very scary trick-or-treat for them. Yeah, so I, I'm really rooting for... I'm like on the, the Pistons... I'm watching every game now for the Pistons, just rooting for this streak to continue because it's just almost... It's like a train wreck watching them. And I'm really hoping they can get those to the full two-month mark. If they can get to New Year's Day without winning a game, they go two full months without winning a game. That's amazing. Mm. Mm -mm. That is incredible. Definitely not what I had expected um, from any NBA team. So you can't even say shouts to them because that's embarrassing. They don't really know what they got going on up there, obviously. Um, Even when they have... They got one of the Thompson twins, right? Uh, Yes, they have... I don't think they have Amen, I believe. They have one of the Thompson twins, and it's like they're they're still not. You you don't know if like that's the guy, and it's like one of those like top four picks that like you're hoping is a slam dunk, get out there and is something. We talked about Cade Cunningham at the beginning of the season, like this would be a good season for him. Hasn't free, really come to fruition, Cade. unfortunately. What's that? Free Cade. Yeah, get him I out mean, of there. My goodness, maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe he needs to leave, and they hand the keys over to to, to Tom. Oh, I just remember something I saw this week. So obviously, the the Detroit Pistons uh, Reddit page is dealing with this losing streak. Well, they're at twenty four straight losses in a row, and one of the trending posts on the Detroit Red uh, Detroit Pistons Reddit page was, "If the Detroit Pistons kill five of their players, they can then trigger an emergency franchise draft." Jesus Christ. <laughs> that's terrible to say man come on now <laughs> things are that dire in detroit oh my god not as dire as you this weekend so this is what i gotta say and this isn't a frizz five or anything like that but like you know how we did like pet peeves we could probably do like airport pet peeves because there's definitely so many things that people do and i'm not even talking about like flight related right like delays happen it's, it's whatever plane you know needs they needs to be running right i'm not gonna be mad if they're like we got this little light that came on i'm like, all right cool fix that fucking light like i don't want to be up in the air and the check engine light comes on <laughs> but it's like when people do things and just i was at the airport for those that didn't know i was at the airport from damn near 7 a.m till i landed at like 10 p.m on on monday it was, it was, rough so, sorry sunday sunday night it was rough so i didn't really get to watch that many football games i watched whatever was on the fucking plane or in the terminal but the things that people do at airports 
piss me off. And I think the number one thing that is the most aggravating is people that like disregard the, hey, ch- please keep all cell phones and tablets in airplane mode while we're in the air. And like there was at least three people that fucking answered phone calls like because it's Wi-Fi, Wi-Fi calling. But people that like answer phone calls and are just having a full blown conversation on the plane. I'm like, yo, like the yeah. fucking pilot says, like, don't turn your phone on. And you're talking about, hey, yeah, we're going to be on the ground in hopefully an hour. It's like, yeah, if this fucking thing don't crash. Like, I know that it really doesn't involve it, but like, it's still, they say, just follow the rules. And you can't just like, like if you got the text before they call you, knowing you're in the fucking air, yo, bro, I'm in the air. Let me call you back. Not like, hey, yo, what's good? Hey, <laughs> no, hey, no, we in the air. No, we flying this motherfucker. We still in here. No, we don't. We don't plan on landing for another hour. It's like, dog, like, what are they calling you for? Why are you taking that call? Oh, that's probably number one. Pissed me off this entire weekend. I mean, I think that airplane mode thing is kind of bullshit. Maybe they thought back in the day it was a thing, but if if you if they're gonna give you Wi-Fi calling, I think you're good. I think you no. can. They're offering if, to you. If people try to sleep, I'm not trying to. Oh hear no, no, you I'm not talking. saying. I'm not oh, saying okay, you should okay. be talking on the phone. I'm just saying, like, I don't think it's gonna crash the plane. I don't think someone's gonna answer their phone and the plane's going straight down to the ground. But I yeah, just not. think of the movie Soul Plane. I don't know if you've ever heard it. I've no, never seen it. No. It was like Kevin, one of Kevin Hart's first movies. Um, it was Kevin Hart. I think it was Method Man. And like, like they, they, it was in like the early two thousands, and someone picks up a phone call, and they're like, "No!" And the plane just like does one of these. <laughs> oh, but yes, this, I got I got a whole though. bunch other. I'm that's, not gonna go that route, but like that's probably the number one is people just not fucking listening. What's up with old people in particular just putting their their phone on speaker and having a conversation? Like it's nothing, or having the ringer on. Yo. Hey, newsflash, it's 2024. Yeah, yeah. People, 2023, but about to be 2024. Like, we don't need to hear the do 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 do. Like, we don't need to hear the chime. Your your leg should vibrate when the phone rings because that's what usually the setting is on. So, like, for you to have it on both jingle and vibrate, like, that makes no sense. Like, it, what is the like, especially if it's in your pocket, like, you should feel your leg just like, you should feel that. You are you were in rare form you, today. You are pissed off. I like, like I, this. Like like I said, man, the airport thing. Just we'll, we'll oh. table that. We'll table the yes. airport thing. We'll, we'll make it a first vibe at one point. One of these so, to, so you can vent on all the people that you hate from this weekend. Uh, I'm glad you're bringing the energy. We're gonna have some fun shit to talk about. It's gonna be a lot of heavy football stuff, just because we we've kind of neglected the NFL. We're getting to that point of the season where like things are really wrapping up the next couple of weeks. So we're gonna talk a lot of NFL. Little Donovan Mitchell at the end. We got some picks for you. We were profitable on the week as a group last week. And uh, we're going to close out with some closing takes. But first, some NFL talk. So we're going to jump all over the league for this this topic. I want to kick us off. I wanted to talk NFL futures. Uh, I mean, we can go anywhere we want. Um but I wanted to just start off by just looking. I have DraftKings up right now. You, so you, you can see my screen, D? Yep. Um, I just want to talk about Super Bowl in general because it's kind of like a, a bigger, broader brushstroke of everything going on. You can see the odds in front of you right now. 49ers are pretty heavily ahead of everyone's Super Bowl odds, followed by the Ravens, Chiefs, Eagles, Dolphins, Cowboys. At this point, D, 
what teams you feel like are actually legitimate contenders? Because I, for me, it's like the 49ers are a class in their own at this point. Ravens are pretty good. Like they could be a sneaky, sneaky team. And we'll find out this weekend between the 49ers and Ravens, how they match up. Mm-hmm. But I don't really believe in a lot of these teams below that. So favorites to get to the Super Bowl. This is to win it. It was to win the Super Bowl. Okay. So definitely I would say it's San Francisco and then the rest of the field. That, that's just how it is, essentially. I don't believe, and I appreciate the uh, the rate. Thank you for for the GBA that just posted. I know this is off podcast, um, but they just rated our channel. I've got a couple of people that are about to follow us or, or watch. Um, so I would say it's the 49ers and then everybody else, like you're saying. I would, I would match this. Not that I don't believe in Baltimore. I think Lamar Jackson is doing incredible things at the quarterback position. Uh, so I hope he continues that in an MVP style, I would say, season that he's having. But I can't say I trust the Chiefs because it's not Mahomes. Another interception off of his wide receiver's hands. Like I said at the beginning of the season, like if he throws a pick, it's most likely because his receiver dropped it. And we're at week 14. He's still this type of shit is still happening. The Eagles, we we see that they're in that little mix though, or that little rut that the 49ers were in a couple of weeks ago, three in a row. Like, is it a bad rut or are they a, or are they a bad team? Kind of to figure out like where they're at right Let's now. Let's slow down on some of these. Let's slow down okay, on some okay. of these. Let's start at the Chiefs because I watched the the Chiefs Patriots game most of it uh, this Sunday, and while the final score was pretty in favor for the Chiefs, the Patriots gave them a run for their money. Uh, it looked like Patriots are going into halftime with the lead until Mahomes drove uh, the length of the field to put up a touchdown. Mm-hmm. It's just it's it's just the same thing week after week with the Chiefs and their receivers. Man, I think it was uh, was it MVS this week. So I don't know who it was who who. No, it wasn't MVS. It was um I think Tony? it was Tony again. Okay, yeah, there's Tony again. And I, you could just see there's a, there's a clip that went viral of Mahomes going back to the bench, and I think he said something like, "I hate this fucking shit, man," or like, "I hate this." He's man. pissed. And it, he has Kelsey, but you can you can kind of put a, a, a double on him, and there's nothing else really to help him out. Run game's not there. It's hasn't been there all year, and it's a it's a one man. One man against the world kind of mentality. Even even the defense a little bit with the Chiefs, looking like juggernauts to start the year. They've kind of they've kind of normalized a little bit. Not that they're a bad defense at all. They're a good defense still, but they're not like a top top three defense. Um, and I think when the margins get so razor thin in the playoffs, it, it just doesn't look like to me. This is the year that the Chiefs, uh, and I say that I don't think they're going to make it. But on the flip side, we've seen this before where they've had ruts in the middle of the season. You remember like two years back in the Super Bowl. And they had like a mid-season rut, and they just came back firing for the playoffs. Yep. I don't know if this is in the cards for the Chiefs, um, and I don't really think there's much they can do. The difference is they had a playmaker three years ago, Tyreek Hill, when they went to the Super Bowl last year. Granted, I'm not saying he was an all-pro NFL wide receiver. They had Juju in reliable moments. Juju Smith-Schuster did it. Did catch? <laughs> I saw that comment too. He caught the passes when he needed to. This season, there is no playmaker outside of Taylor Swift and, and Travis Kelsey. Like, it's legit just Kelsey. But like you're saying, if you bracket him, you put a, a linebacker on the inside, a safety over the top, bump him with the corner. Yeah. You can take a 33-year-old tight end out of the game, right? Like, he ain't Gronk. Um, Gronk was always open. What I'm saying is there's nobody else to take away pressure. Pacheco was already banged up. They were bringing out, I think, um, uh, Jarek McKinnon got in for running. I love my LSU boys, but... You know, Clyde Edwards Alaire is a, is a shell of himself. He's nowhere near how he was when he was, a, a, you know, back at LSU or his rookie season when they won the Super Bowl. Like, this is, this is like a high alert problem for, for Patrick Mahomes. And you can see it. 
because he's typically a, a even keeled. Like, I don't really need to get emotional. Maybe I'll celebrate if we're winning by a lot, but like he's showing his like emotion in a negative way now mm -hmm. because he sees that like, this is something that like they can't allow to happen or they're going to miss his win. Not miss his window. He's got two Super Bowls, but like, this is how a team gets worse. Right. And he, he can sense that and he needs to pull his team up, but he can't throw it and catch it at the same time. And that's what's hurting him. So if the Chiefs have weaknesses, how do you feel about this one? Ravens to the Super Bowl, which I'm not, I'm not hating that one. I think if, if there's any year that they're going to do it, like we've had Gotta Lamar be. teams in the past, right? The past two years where the main criticisms were they don't have weapons. This year they got weapons. They went out and drafted Zay Flowers. They got Oldale Beckham, right? And this year you're seeing Lamar fully healthy and not taking injuries throughout the season. I love the Ravens. Their defense is sneaky good, sneaky mm -hmm. underrated defense. You know, the one thing that worries me about the Ravens is that they keep, I don't know what it is with Baltimore, but their running back health every year, it just seems to just go right down the shitter. Uh, they just lost Keaton Mitchell. They lost earlier in the year, the starting running back. So they're down to probably Gus Edwards and, and that's it. Yeah, the thing is, I trust in Lamar. This is a pro Lamar Jackson podcast. Always has been. We were here when we said he needed to get his bag, well, you know, a year ago. And I think the fact that he has weapons outside of his legs, it helps. You're going to find a running back. They just find a way to keep putting somebody out there. There was a time where Gus Edwards was hot in fantasy football. So, like, he's going to get the rock. He's going to be able to put the ball in the end zone if they get a chance. Not really worried about the running back. It was who he was going to throw to. And we thought he would take a step backwards when he lost Mark Andrews. But we've seen Aldell Beckham Jr. step up in big, in big games. We've seen Zay Flowers, obviously. Isaiah likely That's has been good. incredible as a, as a tight end, not saying pickup because he was drafted there, but like for him to fill in the shoes that he needed to, he's not, you know, Mark Andrews, but he's done the job like perfect for what he's, you know, being a, a backup tight end. I think Rashard Bateman is starting to get his legs under him. So like there's, there's other people that he could just get the rock to. And he's making some throws. Everybody likes to question his, his, his pass accuracy. The man's throwing 67, 68% for the season. It ain't thinking Duncan. He's putting that rock down the field and letting people catch the ball. So if he keeps this shit up, yeah, I, it ain't a, it ain't a sneaky team. They are the best team in the AFC, and I don't see them not getting stopped if they got two games on the road, two games, and you're in the Super Bowl. Yeah, the thing with Lamar, and I've always criticized him for this, is that he has so many highs and lows, right? His highs are so high, and then he just can make some really poor decisions and blow a game. If he can just avoid those back-breaking plays and, and like those one, like when you need to win or go home playoff games, I'm with it. And the one thing I love about Lamar is that unlike, let's say who he's playing this weekend, Brock Purdy, I like the 49ers as a team better than the Ravens. No doubt about it. However, the one guy on the field that if everything goes completely shit wrong for you and he can just make a play and get you a first down with his legs or do something crazy is Lamar Jackson. And like, I love to have that type of guy on my team, very similar to with Patrick Mahomes, where he just, he's Superman on the field. And mm -hmm. no matter how bad things get with the chiefs, he can buy time with his legs, make an incredible pass downfield. And that's what you get with Lamar on the flip side of Brock Purdy. It's like, he, I think Brock Purdy's good. I think he's very underrated because everyone's mm -hmm. like, he's Mr. Irrelevant. And he just is a system guy. He makes great decisions, but when things really go South and break down, I don't know if he has that ability to make things happen like these other guys.
So I, I'm not going to call him. I'm not going to say what Cam Newton said on on his show, calling him a, a system quarterback. I think he fits the system of the 49ers perfectly. He was a don't lose us the game. He can go out there and spin it for 304 touchdowns. Reason being, he's got CMC, he's got Brandon Ayuk, and he's got Debo. Oh, and let me not forget, he's got Kid. He's got Kittle. Yeah, he's got playmakers. So like, yeah, he might be able to just throw a, a five-yard pass and watch his guys go for 60. Still got to put it in spot, right? There's a difference between, you know, the, the, I'm not calling him Brady. I'm not calling him Montana. But there was a difference between a, a Trent Dilfer and a Brady. Trent Dilfer passes it to his wide receivers, hits him in his chest. Brady puts it in a spot where his guys could run after the catch. And that's what Party's doing. Yeah. Because Trey Lance couldn't do it, right? Jimmy Garoppolo couldn't do it. We um there was somebody else that was before Jimmy Garoppolo, like uh, Alex Smith, unfortunately. Like they had players that would just get the ball to their receivers, but not make a play after. Brock Purdy's doing that. Like he he'll let the dude catch his five yard slant, but he's gonna take it for 70 because I'm gonna put in a spot where you can catch and run. Or here's the toss to CMC in a position that you guys think that it's a pass. Like it Shanahan's incredible coach. So yes, I, I would say I believe in Purdy. But the legs of Lamar Jackson definitely bail that team out more than the arm of, I would say, Brock Purdy could. I do want to talk about the Eagles. But before we get to the Eagles, I do because you were talking Brock Purdy. We're talking Lamar Jackson. Have you seen the MVP uh, betting odds? If I haven't, I know you're all over betting. But my guess is Brock Purdy shot up. Uh, I think it was two weeks ago when he threw for like 405 touchdowns. And then with Jalen Hurts losing. Uh, Dak Prescott losing. I would say Brock Purdy is probably at the leader of the table now. Not only at the leader, but odds on favor minus two hundred. Yeah. So you have to lay two hundred to win one hundred, which is insane. Like that's a bet that I do not want to make on MVP. Um, number two right behind him, Lamar Jackson at plus four fifty. I really think it's going to be interesting to see how this game this weekend between the Forty ers and the Ravens shake out for betting, because that is a game that can completely flip this race Shift. on its yep. head. Um, and you know what? I just want to say shout out to Lamar Jackson because he held out to get his bread and I'm, I'm totally happy he did that. And there was a lot of people that were critics of him saying he's going to get hurt. He's not worth it. He's going to get paid and, and not show up. And this man could legitimately win a second MVP this year. He's a legitimate candidate and his team is going to potentially be the number one seed in the AFC after all the shit he went through. They paid him his money, and you know what? It's showing that it was worth the investment. So I was looking ahead um, just numbers-wise just a minute ago. Let me pull it back up. His numbers this season, and the season's not over, are better than his MVP season. Like He's throwing at a higher percentage clip uh, the, the season that he won it. It was, let me see here, uh, 66%. He's just under 67. He had 3,100 passing yards. He's got 3,100 at this moment touchdowns passing wise was 36 i granted he's got only 17 this season but he's got obviously i'd say more well-rounded players that he could just get the ball into the like near the end zone and then somebody can score he doesn't have to be that guy so like he's thrown far better than we were all expecting especially because everybody's like he can't throw the ball you know in playoffs he's going to be found out or they're paying this bread for a running back no, he's out there spinning it with the best of them out there in the NFL right now. What was his uh, passing yards, touchdown, interception stats? So in 2019, right, when he now, won it, he, right now, I'm just curious. Oh, what, right now, my bad. He, yeah. uh, 31, 3,100, 
17 touch 17 touchdowns, seven picks, mm-hmm. uh, 66.3 passing percentage. What about his how many rushing yards? I'm just because I want I have Brock uh, lower, Purdy stats. Much lower, only 700 rushing yards okay. compared to 1,200. Because Brock Purdy stats is I did not know how well of a season he has been having to this point. Oh, Purdy's incredible. But 3,800 passing yards, 29 touchdowns, seven interceptions. Obviously, you don't get the rushing yards there with Brock Purdy. Um, and listen, that's a ton of rushing yards for Lamar Jackson. So it's going to be a tight race. I would say this in favor of Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson not only is their passing game, but he is their run game. So he's, the, I believe, he leads the Ravens in rushing yards. He doesn't lead the. He doesn't only lead the Ravens in rushing yards, but he's up there for total rushing yards for all players in the NFL. Yeah, that should be a fun game this weekend to I see how everything 10. plays out. Yeah, he's he's oh no, he's he's just outside of the top ten for for running for all running backs that are accounted for. Let's talk about the other team that was on our radar as the fourth betting odds is I think the Super Bowl, the Eagles. We had a pretty lengthy discussion before the show. I'm gonna just tell you on the front end for the people who are not aware. We talked for the show. I presented that the Eagles are frauds. I think the Eagles might be the Vikings of last year. Mm. And my biggest point to that statistically is point differential. And D shook his shook his head about the point differential thing. At this point in the season, I feel like point differential is a pretty good indicator of how good you are. If you're not aware, it's basically over the course of the season, how many points have you scored in offense? Um, how many points have you given up on defense? You get a summation. The good teams usually have higher differentials because they're beating up on teams. Uh, to this point, the Eagles are what? What's their record, D? Uh, currently 10-4. and 10-4. Their point differential on the season is plus 18, which means over the course of 14 games, they've only scored 18 more points than their opponent. To put that in perspective, teams with a similar point differential right now, Minnesota Vikings, Los Angeles Rams, your, your Aints, the New Orleans... Chill, chill, the chill. New, they got a better one. 42. New Orleans Aints have a better one. The good teams, the teams that I would put as elite at this point, Dolphins, plus 147. Bills, plus 125. Dallas, plus 167. San Francisco, plus 191. So I just think for me, looking at that, Right, they're winning a lot of very tight games, even against bad teams, and I don't think they have that oomph that they had last year, just beating teams down and actually just just being dominant. I would have to go back to pull their point differential for last year. We don't have a stat, a statistician that can just give us. That I can get that speed. on the fly. Um, I would check just because I don't remember them blowing out teams last year either. I think they ran the table when it comes to wins. And in the NFL, winning is winning. It don't matter. It's not like college football where you have to have a pretty win to be considered, you know, for the CFP. But the Eagles grind it down and they just get dubs, especially with their ten and four. Granted, they're on a three game skid, but just what five weeks ago, four weeks ago, we were talking about this with the 49ers. So like, I think they're more in a bad patch of games than they are a bad team. And to compare them to the fluky Vikings of last year, we said it all season that the Vikings were flirting last year, that the, the Vikings were flirting with danger with these one possession games. So I'm not going to say that they're the same type of team. The, the Eagles, I don't, you'll correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't remember the Eagles having like a, an incredibly big point differential last year. Oh, okay. What is it? Plus 133. Mm, gotcha. Okay. Well, yeah, I mean, it was a little bit better than this year. Definitely only plus 18. So, Hey, I, I you know, I'm, I'm wrong. I got no problem with saying when I'm wrong. I just don't remember it being like a, but we talked about not to you know go off track, but we talked about the Dolphins. I think it was two weeks ago. You saying that the point differential 
really didn't matter because like they beat up on good teams, but they lose to bad teams. Well, now we're saying that the Eagles, who's got who have a similar or better record, let me just double check, similar record, the exact same record, their point differential isn't as good. So we're saying that they're fraudy. And it's kind of like, which one do you go with? Like, do you have to be directly in the middle to say, all right, cool, you beat bad teams and you 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 lose to good teams? Like, I don't I don't know where we're going with that. I mean, I think the biggest thing is the playoffs are really tight. The margin for error is very thin. And if you're a type of team that has to win on the final possession of every game, you're going to have to do that three games in a row against very, very good competition. I just don't see that happening. And then just to go back to some of their te- wins against bad teams, this looks way worse <laughs> in retrospect. Opening game this season, 25-20 Patriot, uh, against the Patriots. They beat the Patriots by five mm-hmm. points, which we now know how bad the Patriots are. They beat the Commanders in overtime by a field goal. They beat the Vikings by six. They lost the Jets. They beat the Rams by a possession. They they beat the Commanders by another one possession game. I just while there is a very valid hour argument against the Dolphins because they don't beat good teams, at least they handle bad teams. And they they've shown to be explosive enough to beat down teams. And we had a we had a discussion before the show of like what's wrong with the Eagles then, right? Mm-hmm. I think this this is a defensive thing more than an offensive thing. And I think maybe maybe we're both right, but back to back weeks, 49ers, Cowboys, you get the doors blown off. They gave up twenty to Drew Locke, the backup quarterback, last night for yeah. Doc, he did that again. Seahawks. Sorry. <laughs> he did that again. I was like, bro, you're not in college anymore. Chill out with that. And now I told you to your complete surprise who's calling defense for the Eagles. Fucking <laughs> Matt Patricia. Okay, Matt Patricia. Yeah. What the hell is that? I just, this team just seems to be falling apart as it goes along. And they don't have a resume strong enough earlier in the season to make me be like, oh, they're just going to put it back together. So one of the things that I always look at uh, when it comes to teams being as good as they potentially should be, or if they're better than they are or worse than what they actually show is turnovers. And I was expecting to see something completely different than I just did, which is they actually have a negative turnover differential. They're negative six, which that's not good. So yes, if you do put together, because I can't remember what team we were talking about when it comes to defenses, where it was like, they're a bend, but don't break, give up a hole, give up a ton of yards, but then, uh, probably the Steelers. It was something like that. I think it was the Steelers actually, but they, they're, what they're essentially doing is they're giving up yards and not stopping them. It was the Steelers because we were talking about the Steelers had a ton of turnovers, but that's not sustainable because yeah. sometimes it is it an offensive mistake. And for the Eagles, like they're turning the ball over and they're not getting the turnovers that they need. So like, that's a double edged sword for them. Um, I, I still will believe in the Eagles because they are again, 10 and four um, end of the day, three game skid, if you if you split that in half, they're twelve and four, twelve and three, eleven and you know eleven and four, something like that. So eleven and three. I, I'm not stressing about them. Maybe if they lose this upcoming week, then you know sound the alarm for them. But I, I'm not ready to, especially after we were literally two weeks removed from the 49ers losing three in a row. We were like, all hell is burning loose. Like Brock Purdy lost his MVP candidacy because he lost his left tackle on Debo for two games, three games. It's weird. I feel like it's a weird season because how many teams do you legitimately look at and be like, they are absolutely Super Bowl caliber juggernauts? And I can only really think of one and a half, maybe two. There's nobody. 49ers. No. Really? Dude, come on. I'm No, no, no. I think they are. 
But you're saying since the season has started, who's been a consistent Super Bowl? No, I just mean like right now, since after 15 weeks of you know 15 weeks of data, like who can you look at and point of like, yeah, that's Super Bowl team? It's the 49ers. That's 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 it. it. Maybe maybe the Ravens. Maybe 0.5. Like half. I have a half belief in the Ravens. I I want to believe in the Ravens because it's the AFC. But when it comes to championship, like we already broke it down between the two. Yeah, I, I think they have the best chances and odds of representing the AFC, but history it's just it's his ugly head out and it's we weird. gotta worry about Lamar's playoff. Because in the past, I, I can remember I don't know if it's just my bad memory, but I feel like every team in the past, there's been at least a or every season there's been a couple teams you're like, Yeah, that, that team could win the Super Bowl. Like even last year, you had the Eagles you felt really good about, you had the Chiefs you felt good about. I'm sure there's one or two teams that I'm missing. You had great Patriots teams back in the day and the Colts. Like you had a couple teams that you had strong beliefs in, and this year it just seems like there's so much parity in the middle of the NFL. The middle's really strong, and there's only one or two teams that have really separate themselves at the top. Well, there is extreme parity in the NFL. Uh, just a quick count: three, six, uh, nine. I get you the exact number. There is eleven teams that have the range of seven to nine wins and we're at week 15 meaning when they show that graphic on i appreciate you being here buff um when they show that graphic in the nfl like on you know sundays or something like that and it's like the 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 division winners here's the four then there's the three wild cards and then the in the hunt we're at week 15 and like the in the hunt for the afc is like half the afc in the hunt for the NFC is like half the NFC because legit every almost everybody there are so many teams that have seven to nine wins that because of that seventeenth game like you might be ten and seven right like you might be eleven and six that like and it, it's all within the next three weeks this is gonna be like an incredible last end of the season because you're just gonna see again there's 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 twelve teams that have seven wins and are in the playoff hunt which is ridiculous. And one team that's kind of like we thought it was dead in the water that's surging now is the Buffalo Bills. And I I don't think they're legitimate, but you know what, man? They might be a team that just gets hot. Right? Remember the Bengals team a couple years yes. back in the Super Bowl that was so mid and, and bad middle of the season, and then they just went on a heater and won five straight or something and marched right to the Super Bowl. Eventually lost to the Rams, right? But that team just got hot at the right time. And this Bills team, it's it's got me a little a little nervous. I'm, a, I'm a, I have a big bet on the 49ers. Full disclosure, to win the Super Bowl. And this Bills team, man, they just give me a little bit of nerves because they're getting hot at the right time. Josh Allen is not making as many dumb plays, and that de- the defense this weekend. Let's talk about the Incredible. defense. They held Dallas to ten. Was it ten or three? Uh ten. Held them to ten after Dallas have been putting up thirty plus points every week for the past month. This team is getting hot at the right time. Are you buying stock in the Bills? 100%. And I was never out on Josh Allen when it comes to making the playoffs. Reason being, it, we talked about it with Lamar Jackson. Josh Allen with the football is just as scary. And this is without Stephon Diggs having the season that we all thought he was going to have. Dalvin Cook's little brother, James, out of nowhere is going to put up 200 on somebody, obviously. That's kind of straight. You're good. You're good. I, I just think that the Bills are one of those, oh, who the hell wants to play them type of team, right? If they sneak in or 
And I know Buffalo had mentioned it earlier in the chat, like he just needs the, the, the Dolphins to choke. No, he doesn't. Well, the, the Bills already have the, the win in hand. The Bills just need to win out. They're they're both 10 and four. No, 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 not 10 and four. My apologies. I said the wrong record. No. The Bills are eight and six. All right. And if they, if the Dol- if they got to play them, right? They got to play. They, they're one of the three games. The Dolphins lose one extra game. What is the Dolphins record right now? 10 and four. 10 and four, eight and six. Are you ready for the Dolphins last three games? Yeah, they're terrible. It's a doozy. <laughs> Cowboys, Ravens, Bills. Mm-hmm. That is not good. A very tough stretch. You're not. You'd be happy when two of those three. That's not a choke job. That is like that is you, difficult. That, yeah, like you. If they go zero and three, they didn't choke that. That's three dominant. Well, I mean, Cowboys yeah. coming off an L, but that's still three dominant teams. And this is a team that we've talked about all year can have zero credibility because they've not been made. Did they just beat a team with a winning record finally this past weekend? No, they beat the, no, Jets. the Jets. They've not yet be a team with a winning record. Three teams in a row with a winning record that we think are very good. On the flip side, Buffalo, let me tell you the murderers real Buffalo has. <laughs> the Chargers starting coop, like stick something, stick, stick something. Stick stickly. Stick, the stick Nickelodeon I'll guy. Get, I'll yeah. get the guy's name. They're starting a backup. They have no coach. Although, you know what? This is what scares me about the Chargers. I feel like the Chargers might have this little bounce back after firing, firing the coach. No. That that bounce. That they can, gave up 100 points. There's okay. no fucking bounce back. Well, all right. That. So Bills got the Chargers. Easy win. The Patriots, I don't know if that's at home in Buffalo or at New England. Uh, they're in Buffalo. <laughs> Come on now. Easy yes. win. So you have two wins. If the Dolphins slip and lose one of those two tough games and the Bills can beat the Dolphins, it's, it's, I it's think not, they win by tiebreaker sure. there. Yeah, it's not it's not a joke. It's like this is a legit like they could mess around and lose the AFC East, which you brought this point up a couple weeks ago. These teams don't want to play in Buffalo oh, in January. No, 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 no. You do not want to give Buffalo a home game in the playoffs. As much as we talk about all these outside factors that matter or don't matter. Josh Allen will play in in the snow. He will play in the rain. The game against well, Dallas last Monday, Sunday, Sunday night. While I was on that fucking plane, they did show that game, so I was able to watch it. Those Cowboys f- players did not want to be there, and I know it's different in the playoffs. But they went down a touchdown, and they were like, "Fuck this weather." Well, it's thirty degrees, freezing rain. Let me say something. Go ahead. There's one thing to play football in the freezing grain and nastiness of Buffalo. And you know what? If you live in Buffalo, good for you. But it's not for me. It ain't for me. It's just too cold and shitty out there. But there's one thing to play football in there. It's another thing for a team to run the ball down your throat 25 times with Cook. And if Buffalo's going to play that type of football in the playoffs when it's five degrees out and every hit feels like your bones are shattering... Uh-uh. You do not want to do it, especially if you're Miami, a team that's, you know, the pretty boys playing fast cheetah style football in the hot weather. You do not want to go down to up to Buffalo and play that physicality type of football. No, thank you. If there's one thing that I don't miss about playing football, it was cold practice, cold, rainy practice where everything you touched felt like it was going to break a finger. If your helmet got hit or your remember, remember the pads inside the helmet, they'd be too stiff. Yeah. And you got to like you get you get wrong. You yeah, bro. You got to do all that. Sh- I don't miss it. 
not at all. I, that's the part of the game I do not miss. But what I would say is those motherfuckers, I know they get paid millions of dollars. Human nature is still human nature. Nobody wants to play football in Buffalo at a five o'clock kickoff mm-hmm. when it's 20 degrees out in a, in a chance of rain. No, thank you. I, Lamar Jackson doesn't want to go out there. So let, let's just for, for the sake of the AFC East, please, Miami, don't let Buffalo get the one seed or the, the, the top seed in that division, because if they do, it is going to be the Jags are going to be in trouble if they get there. The Chiefs are definitely going to be in trouble. Page, uh, Mahomes has never played on the road. You got, I think, the 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 Dolphins that obviously you'd have to worry about. The Ravens, Hill, and the Browns, maybe. Those two, like, grinded out teams, maybe. But, like, those passing teams, nope. They don't want any part of being in Buffalo in January. No, thank you. It's crazy the Bills because I think the odds of them making the playoffs, like, there's a, like, there's a like on DraftKings, like a yes, no, make the playoffs ticker. Two weeks ago, I think you can get like plus two hundred on no or on on yes. So like it was heavily against them making the playoffs. Complete flip now. So they have completely reversed their their chances of making the playoffs. And just shout out to the team coming together after firing their OC. <laughs> and even though their coach makes terrible decisions about giving nine eleven speeches about terrorists, they have found a way to rally. I'm happy for the people of Buffalo because you know what. It's cold. It's rainy. It's miserable. Y'all deserve some happiness. They That's got all nothing else out there. Is is it just the Bills? There's no basketball <sighs> team. There's no. They got the Sabers. Yeah, that's Bills. true. They got the Sabers. Go. They got a, they got a hockey team um, to represent how cold it is. They don't got a baseball team. Nope. So it's just the it's the miserable Sabers and the and the lowly Bills. You know how you know how how you know they're sickos. Two things. Number one, they throw themselves through tables. They throw the let's three. Number three, number three, they throw themselves through table. Number two, there's a guy in the parking lot who, who dumps ketchup and mustard on himself before a game. And number one, they're building a new stadium, and they decide not to put a roof no, on it. No dome. Yeah, from what I saw, no dome. They said because that, that's an advantage. That is one hundred percent an advantage. To to in have been in the playoffs in January, late February, you know, early February, and be like, y'all come to us. Yes, we understand that it's cold out, but toughen up. Do you have anything else you want to get off your chest on football? Because I do want to introduce a new thing we should try to do every week, and just like a little touch of happiness, just like a one one really positive story yet that you can get off. But do you have anything before that? No, I think we did a good job. The NFC isn't really something to talk about. It's the it's the 49ers conference to to lose, essentially. Um, don't believe in the Cowboys. Obviously, you talked about our concerns with the Eagles. I don't know what to expect out of the, the, the Lions. You know, Jared Goff can be a Super Bowl contending quarterback or he could not be. And what the hell is happening with the NFC South? Is you know, it's either Baker Mayfield or David Car- Derek Carr that decide to either be an MVP candidate or, you know, the team wants to draft number one in the draft. I want to say there's one thing I want to see happen this as a storyline to finish the season, and it's just a weird thing I want now, as I want the Browns to make the playoffs and Joe Flacco to rally them into the playoffs. <laughs> I thought about that too. He was he he is playing the ultimate I don't give a fuck football. Like he's like, bro, I'm I'm gonna get paid. Like sure, like he's out there chucking it 50 times in a game, just throwing the ball. They got no running game whatsoever. Jer- Jerome Ford, unfortunately, he's like he ain't chub. Like he ain't yeah. what he, we thought it was, but. David and Juku is going off. That man is like, yes, I'll take Joe Flacco three times on Sunday and once on Monday if he's my quarterback because nobody else since he's been in the NFL has been able to throw him the ball. But Flacco's like, no, no, I got you, bro. I don't care about Amari Cooper. Like, I'll, you know, he'll make a play if I pass it to him. But like, I'm throwing the ball to Njuku every fucking play. 
They got the wrong quarterback, man. They shouldn't have got the nasty man. They should have got Joe Flacco. They shouldn't have got the nasty I, I man. Wanna, I want to start. I want to start a new a new thing. It's just like big shouts and just like pick something you want to give a shout to in whatever sport we're talking. Just you know, I want to pause positivity on the podcast. We're okay, usually you're all about the positivity. You today, started man. with negativity, neg- negativity, just bitching <laughs> about everything. I want to give big shouts to my guy Baker Mayfield because you know what? This is a dude. Okay, you can do a big shouts and you want a second. I'm just saying. Dude was drafted first, labeled a bust because he wasn't, he didn't become a top five quarterback, got kicked around the league, bunch of teams, was on the Rams last year. And you know what? Is he great? Nah. But you know what? He's doing his thing. I think I saw a stat that he has like the most passing touchdowns in the past four weeks of football. He's got the Bucks and head of the NFC South. Big shots to Baker Mayfield because you know what? You're proving all the haters wrong and that you could still be a good NFL quarterback. Not a great, not a great quarterback, but a good usable quarterback. Shouts to him. I wasn't going to interrupt you. You know, I'll let you have your moment. It's, you it's your time frame. I wanted to 100% while you were talking about Baker Mayfield. So I'll, I'll let you have your moment. But I also love the MLB nitpicking stats. He's leading the league in touchdowns over the last four games. Brother, yeah. we have played 15 weeks, <laughs> and you're waiting to talk about the last four games? Hey, uh, it's how good he is? We t- We're just going to skip the first 11 weeks, but, like, the last four, he, he's showing that he's, yo, what he's showing is that, like, hey, yo, I'm not going to let it so you guys can draft somebody else better than me, but I'm not going to make it so that we can That's you know, the win play the right there. Game. That's what he's doing. So if you're going to go positive, I'm going to stay positive, too, with my shout-out, especially because this is a backhand, you know, I would say shout-out. Big shouts to the NFL referees because they are making it a point. And I appreciate what you guys are doing. I have never seen this many offensive offsides calls in my 36 years of watching fucking football. Like, I've now seen it at least four times since that call with Chiefs last week. Like, they're just looking for it now. It's like, I went legit 36 years of seeing that call maybe one time. Maybe once. Now it's like every fucking game. Somebody's oh, he's lined up offside, throw flag. We got we gotta do it. We gotta make up for it because you know we got all this backlash because you know dummy from the Chiefs wanted to line up wrong. So like now we have to call it because like all right, you know that that meme of um oh that gif of Leo DiCaprio and he's oh he does that every time. I'll think about that. I was like, oh, oh, okay, y'all are just trying to call it now. Like there's literally no fucking need for you to do it, but the referees see it and they're like, oh, we gotta do it. Here's a flag. Offsides. And everybody goes nuts and they go, offense number 17. And they're like, what? What are we doing here? So, you know, big shouts to the NFL referees that needed to get this, you know, rectified. Be like, yo, we do call it five times in the last two weeks. Although it was five times since 2000, you know, since 1995. Like, we got to call it this the last two weeks because Bruh. now we see it so big shouts to you guys this was supposed to be a moment of positivity you just <laughs> shat all over it man what the hell told you man i'm positively pissed off at the fucking nfl referees for calling this damn flag i know what it is it's because you've been losing your bets and you're pissed All right, it's time to win some money. 
or lose some money if you're betting with D last week. Tough, mm. tough break for you. You were on a heater, man. And by the way, if you're new to the segment, we do our weekly gambling picks where we've been taking tally. D's exactly 500 on the season. <laughs> I think I'm about nine or 10 games over 500, so I've been doing pretty well. D one and two last week. I went three and zero last week. The streak is end for you, man. It's unfortunate. Yeah, it started off hot because I picked the the Philadelphia 76ers. Was it the 76ers game? Yes. And I was like, oh, yeah, they're definitely winning that by more than 11 and a half. Ended up blowing out the, the Pistons by like 20. So I was, I was hot. I was happy. And then I see I see this Falcons game. Like, yo, yeah. bro, just, just like don't lose to the worst team in the NFL. And they did. By a field goal. Like, come on, man. Like, you got to. And I was like, all right, let, let me at least have. You know, I, I believe in the Jets. I think they got some type of momentum. You know, Zach, Zach Wilson, I th- I'm not going to say I believe in him, but I was like, I think they can hang around was my phrase. I think he can hang around. Nope. 30 to fucking Dude. nothing. Zach Wilson was like, I'm not coming out of the locker room. I'm, I I'm good. wanted to clip our segment from last week because I said I took the, the Dolphins as my pick. And I said, I bet you, you they beat them by 20 points. <laughs> I was wrong. They beat them by 30. Yeah, I was I was not happy about All that right. by any means. Let me give you some hot picks. I'm hot right now. 3-0 last week. I feel like my picks are trap picks because I like them so much. And I'm like, there's no way their lines are this small. First pick, I'm taking the Rams at home against your Aints. Mm. Four-point favorites. This is two teams going the opposite direction. The Rams have been very hot lately. Their offense is clicking. They got Cup, Nakua back. And then just the Saints, man, you know their problems. They can't score in the red zone. I think at home, this is a Rams team that's going to put up a lot of points. I don't think the Saints can hang. I'm laying the four. Not worried about it. Okay. I, I mean, I'm not. I'm not going to agree with you, but you know, I think the Saints looked much better than last week. But you know, two each they own. Go ahead. Who did they play last week? The dub that they got was at home. Ooh, good question. Like I said, I didn't watch they played too a many bum. Of the game. I know they played a bum team. Uh, the Giants. They played Danny they, DeVito. Yeah. No, not Danny DeVito. He got hurt. Tommy DeVito. Yeah, Tommy DeVito. Yes, 24-6. And he got hurt. But uh, hey, they got the dub at home. That's all that mattered. There you go. Next pick, Bengals minus two at the Steelers. Two words. Mason Rudolph. That's all. That's all. He's starting for the Steelers. Mm-hmm. They go win that game. They're going to fall back to nine and sit nine and eight winning record. I'll make the playoffs. Last pick. You faded the Panthers last week. Your problem was you, you rode with Desmond Ritter. That was a problem. Worst quarterback, starting quarterback in the NFL. Well, I guess that I'll take the back. Mac Jones was, um, I'm taking the Packers minus five at the Panthers. The Panthers are going to have a bounce back game. I think they played well offensively against the bucks. Um, they just defensively, they couldn't let, they couldn't stop the Buccaneers at all. Panthers offense doesn't scare me. I'm taking the Packers minus five. There you go. I'm not mad at those. Uh, I'm actually going to agree with you on one of them just because it's, I think that this quarterback is, is helping this team substantially. I'm actually going to go with the Bengals plus or minus two and a half as well. Uh, my case was, I, I don't think that the Steelers are going to be able to hang around <laughs> offensively. Um, I know Jamar Chase did get hurt from what I was able to read. I don't know how bad the injury is, but T Higgins is like, yo, be ready to back up the Brinks trucks because I'm him. Uh, so I think he's showing that he's a number one wide receiver. I don't think that the Steelers have the offense to to, to run with the Bengals. So, yes, I'm, I'm taking the, the Bengals uh, minus the points. Uh, second game is I'm not exactly sure why this spread is so low. Gardner Minshew is doing incredibly well, but I'm going with the Colts minus one against the Falcons. Again, 
Gardner Minshew is is trying to get this team to the playoffs. The Falcons don't know what the hell they're doing on offense. They drafted well, Bijan Robinson to just not run him. <laughs> so whoever grabbed him in their fantasy drafts, I told you so. But I, you know, I, I don't know what the hell Arthur Smith or whoever the coaches in Atlanta is doing out there. Well, they're not playing Rizzer this week. You got the Good. green. You got the green lizard, Taylor Heineke. That's his nickname. Oh. The little guy that almost beat Brady and almost changed his entire career by diving into the end zone for a touchdown that everybody lost their minds for. Uh, but no, he's not going to make a difference either. I think Gardner Minshew and uh, Michael Pittman Jr., along with whoever's running out there, Zach Moss or Jonathan Taylor, they, they got a really good offense. So I'm not going to I'm not snoozing on a one point spread. Okay. And then the last one, because, you know, I like to fuck things up and make sure that I don't win my, my bets. I'm going college football. Oh, I'm going to throw this. One. Yep, here we go. But I'm going to throw this in when it comes to who's not playing, which is I'm going with Louisville minus seven and a half against USC because Caleb Williams was like, I'm not playing. Not only am I not playing, I could care less if you guys were out there with anybody. So I know it's only a touchdown and a, point, a half point spread. Uh, but Louisville looked really good before they, you know, they end up losing, I think, to Florida State and then the game prior to Florida State, but they're still ranked 15th. The USC has nobody behind center, obviously, at quarterback, and they struggled when they had Caleb Williams. So, yeah, let me go ahead and take those seven and a half points and and give it to USC. I made the fool's decision of betting college football the other day. I bet on a team that blew one of the biggest leads of all time in bowl games. I had, um, who did I have? Old Dominion over Western Kentucky. Western Kentucky was started. Their quarterback left in the transfer portal. They were starting the head coach's nephew, and I'm like, <laughs> "Oh, this is this is easy money." The dude is down 28 nothing. This quick, they put in the third string quarterback. Motherfucker throws for five touchdowns and beat and wins the game. Comes back from 28 down and takes my money. That's college football, man. That's literally college football in a nutshell. Unbelievable. It, it happened in the national championship where Tua Tagovailoa was. Excuse me, Jalen Hurts was doing his best to win the championship. They go down three scores, Tua Tagovailoa comes in and wins them the national championship. <laughs> uh, I hate it. Well, that was, our, that was our gambling segment for the week. Hopefully, hopefully win you guys some money. Um, let's move on. Don't pick my bets. Just for the sake of time, we'll just do this one pretty quickly. I wanted to just bring up Donovan Mitchell to you because I've been hearing a lot of chatter recently, and I don't know if you're aware. I guess you're aware now. Um, His contract's up after next year, and there's a very poorly kept secret in the NBA that he does not plan to sign an extension with the Cavs. He will not talk about it. He will not address it. Um, And this is a player who was previously on the Utah Jazz who made it pretty clear to them, the Jazz, that he didn't have a uh, desire to stay with them long term, and at that point, you know, see you later. That was kind of behind the scene of the Donovan Mitchell getting sent out. Mm-hmm. Apparently, he's not loving Cleveland. They're not doing too great this year. And I was asking you the question: If you're the Cavs, what do you do? Because you have two years left to control. You can kind of ride out this year, have him next year. If he doesn't sign the extension over the summer, he's an expiring contract. You would think that his value goes down in the trade market if you wait till next year because you're losing a year of control. Are you in the favor, if you're the Cavs, of tearing it down prematurely and trading him away now, knowing that he's likely not going to assign? Or do you try to ride this thing out, maybe convince him to stay? Trade him. 
uh, Donovan Mitchell is not a uh, needle mover, and we saw that with this. Um, the the issue was when he was in Utah, he could carry them, obviously him and Gobert, to a specific spot, and that was their cap. They weren't going to win the West. They weren't going to get to the finals. He was he was good enough to get you to maybe the second round, but he he's got defensive deficiencies. Obviously, he's much smaller of a guard, but he's considered a two, not a point. But he needs to have the ball in his hand in order to be effective, which they have Darius Garland that can play the point guard and play the point guard pretty good. So I'm trading him and getting as much as I can early because you already said it. Once you get to that area of, well, the closer to the deadline or the closer to his contract running out, teams are going to be like, he's going to be a free agent anyway. And if this shit's leaking two years out, nah, man, no, who's they, I mean, his trade value might be, might be dipping now because like teams will look at that and be like, you want me to give up X, Y, and Z for him? Nah, you can get X. No, no, not even. You can get Y. I'll give you my second best option for him. And if you don't like it, cool. We'll wait until he becomes a free agent. We'll just sign him. So, like, I, I think they lose a ton of leverage the longer they wait. It's a tough situation because, in a sense, it reminds me a little bit about the Bulls, where we all saw the Bulls two years ago, and we're like, you're a fun team. You're a good team. Are you a championship team? Probably not. I mean, you know, the Levine... Um, DeRozan when DeRozan was like MVP candidate when the Bulls were like on top of the standings and they just rode that thing out and at this point the Bulls are going to be picked apart for scraps mm-hmm. right um, like Levine with his contract he's not going to be worth a ton DeRozan is going to be a free agent Vucevic has become a shell of himself and from the Cavs you look at how this team's constructed with the two bigs not really meshing well with Mobley and Jared Allen it's like, well, we probably wanted to ship out one of these guys anyway. Donovan Mitchell might leave. Are we going to get it together enough before we have to make a decision? Because it's a race against time. If you can put this thing together and you become a high-level competitor and he changes his heart and wants to stay, great. But do you actually think you can pull it off in enough time to make this happen? Not only that, um, uh, Mobley has just got a minor knee uh, procedure. Ooh. He's going to be out for six to eight weeks. Ooh. And I like what Wendy says. He's like, no knee surgery is minor. Regardless of how no. minor it is, that's something that's a real serious problem. So you might be out your power forward for a good chunk of the season. I'm with you and trade them. It's just really tough to sell it to the fan base and to really feel good about that as a team where you're, you're both building momentum and then you're just going to like trade away your star. I guess it all depends on what you can get back though as well. Yeah, but you tried, and it's worse for those teams that didn't, which was Chicago holding on to shit for too long, right? Essentially, you have to look at your situation as a team before you can look at it as like an individual player. They are the sixth sixth seed in the East. Every team ahead of them, this is actually something that I heard, which was really good. Maybe the Knicks, but every team ahead of them has a, and some teams behind them have a better player than your best player meaning you have the second best player on the second or third best player every matchup that you go up against. That's not a good thing. And I'm not saying you're going to find them, but at least if you if you get rid of if you get rid of Donovan now depending on what you get in return, I know that the draft class this year is supposed to be god awful, but maybe you can find a lingering star that might be better in their situation. Because like they they got nothing against Boston, they got nothing against Bu- the the Bucks, nothing against Philly, nothing against Orlando at the current moment, right? And essentially, if they hold on to him, they know their cap, they know they're not getting him back. 
and it's essentially just going to be lost damage goods at the end of the day. Yeah, you're not getting a ring with this team. Um, I know we want to get off the closing takes. So you got to go soon, but just what do you think about the two rumored teams that that is his preferred or potentially preferred destination? Number one is going to be New York. I knew that. Knicks and the Nets. The both New York teams. I, I mean, both be in New York. Uh, I got no problem with them going to the Nets. If he goes to the Nets, that means he's re- he's ready for a reset. And well, Brooklyn's ready for a reset. I would that, say that 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 might be the missing piece because Mikel Bridge is real good. Cam Johnson's nice. Like those three guys would be really fun. That's what this is in Cleveland. Mo- it's, it's they a, had Mobley and they had Darius Garland. It's a better fit, I feel like, at least in in uh, Brooklyn, because you have pieces that complement him a little better. Maybe I would say it's better, obviously, in New York. But what you're going to give up is most likely either Mitchell again. Um, I would say you're going to give up either their big and, and Mitchell Robinson, or you're going to involve Julius Randle. I would say they could probably get away with not giving up like a top tier player just because they have maybe not Robinson. They, got they have a smorgasbord of everyone's picks. I think they have over the next five years something like twelve to thirteen first round picks. Mm-hmm. So they have the assets to move, uh, and that would definitely propel them because that's the that's the next thing is like they play pretty good defense. They have a lot of guys who are scrappy. Um, they have Brunson as like Dante, a Josh and Quentin, yeah, all scrappy guards. I was gonna say Brunson's been awesome as far as being like a a carrying will carry you as a scorer. My only thing with Brunson is undersized guards, man. It's tough. Tough, 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 tough in the playoffs. Safe. Regular season, you can survive as an undersized guard. Playoffs, it becomes really, really difficult. And having just a, a bigger guard, I think he's like, what, 6'5", 6'4", Donovan Mitchell. He's, he's a little bit bigger. Mitchell is 6'3". Oh, 6'3". Okay, my bad. Yeah, he's a little guy. And Brunson's 6'2". Okay. At least at least to provide some help. Um, mm-hmm. I think we both in agreement, though. Like They should probably pull off the Band-Aid instead of uh, waiting this thing out. Let's get to closing takes so you can get to your draft. The show is coming to an end. But first, it's time to get to anything we've missed. It's closing time. One segment, two takes. Go. Closing takes. Two takes, one from D, one from myself. Doesn't have to be related to sports. I have like a, a feel-good sports story. I just want, I'm about the positivity day to balance you out. I saw this story uh, on Reddit the other day. And I thought it was amazing to so hear me hear the story. Ready? Mm-hmm. Title: Woman plans to celebrate her 105th birthday by watching football and drinking Fireball. My girl. Wow. It's you whole, say 105. 104. Ready for this one? An Ohio resident is getting ready to celebrate a milestone birthday this weekend with a few of her favorites. Florence Hackman says she loves the Cincinnati Bengals, firefighters, and whiskey. So she went down to the fire station, pounded fireballs with the firefighters, and watched the Cincinnati Bengals get a W. How great is that? That's a way to go out. That's like, you know, Rose on the Titanic, like throw the rock off the ship. Like everything has been fulfilled. <laughs> like that's perfect. I, I don't know why that's like my imagination. I'm like, that's what she probably is going to happen. You know, re- God bless her soul if she's still... She's I still like how you think she's going to yeah. just get drunk and die at the firehouse. I mean, what? That, you just named three things that like she was able to do on her birthday. Watch a dub in, in NFL football, 
get drunk and then be with her favorite people in fire 105 like, what what else does she need to accomplish born that is, in 1918 1918 that's she insane. Was, she was alive for the Titanic, right? She Wasn't was, probably. I don't know. She's alive for the fucking dinosaurs. Good God. But Lord hey, have mercy. Shout out wow. Florence, man. Living the dream at 105, getting drunk with fireball shots. Doing what I would do at 21. I love it. She old, old, but I don't know if I want to see 105. That's a long time, man. There's a lot of shit that you be seeing. I don't I'm know about that. It. I'm here for it. Mm. All right. Well, for me, I'm actually going to go outside of sports because it was a topic that I might throw in for some uh, Frizzes 5 at some point. Uh, but big shouts to Rockstar. They finally released, obviously, GTA 6 and the release date of 2025. Granted, I wish it was much sooner, but we all know the anticipation behind it. GTA 5 broke tons of records. GTA 4 broke the records prior to GTA 3. Same thing with San Andreas, Vice City, all these games. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that. More importantly, I think the biggest part that I am looking forward to, I don't know how important it is to you, but it's the radio stations. It's supposed oh. to be out in this one's in L.A. again, I believe. Uh, by, no, which one is it? The Miami, New, Miami, Miami, Miami. Yeah. Yeah. So I saw the, a map. Is that map real? It has Miami, Tampa, Orlando and the keys. It's like the whole like lower peninsula of Florida. If they have Tampa, that'd be dope. Obviously, we all saw the stadium. The Miami Heat Stadium was in the um was in the trailer. So like it's showing that it's reminiscent of, of Miami. I was a big fan of Vice City. I thought that game was dope. I also love the radio stations for Vice City because like it was very 1970s, 1960s, like Tony Montana yeah. types. Was it 80s? I think it's 80s. My bad. It was just like throwback music and it was, it was great. So like I'm looking forward to it because like those little things, the nuances of the game, like the like the uh, the music um obviously the mission in itself is gonna be great they got you know antagonists with i think male and female so those are different obviously i don't, I don't think it's gonna be throwback radio stations you think it's gonna be up Have it's not gonna be all like, it's not gonna be like my city there's bottle girls like it looks like it looks like a very like today modernized very okay. modern like the cars are very modern and then they show the the image of like the cutscene of the club it looks like a typical 2020s like club with bottle service and like it looks very modern still could be dope radio stations it still could be dope i would Ooh, i wonder what prefer. the soundtrack is going to be in it because they do they usually release whether it's talk radio with podcast i know shout outs to adam houghton who might not be in here today but that motherfucker used to always put on like that talk radio Dude. for for when he's playing gta 4 can he, we he just does. can we just take a pick quick break i i played back the vice city one and listened to talk radio recently it is fucking hilarious. Like the satire and comedy hidden in there. Shout out to Rockstar for just like putting in like little funny Easter eggs everywhere. They do a good job of of putting in, I would say like, you already said like Easter eggs in specific spots or missions that you could do, side jobs that you could do. Little nuances besides just following the storyline. So I'm, I'm a big fan of that. I can't wait. Granted, it's two years from now, but you know, it, it's definitely worth the wait when it that's, comes out. That's when the podcast is going to end because D is not going to put it down. You think that it's going to be in two years? I don't think you understand where my time is going to go when college football releases next yeah, year. You're right. Big shouts to everybody that's in here from the GBA, but you might see the end of Frizz when college football releases next year because that is my game. Literally the best game I've ever played at. I've ever been good at. The I, best game. I don't want any any part of your online dynasty. It's all my No say. smoke, but I'll throw it at anybody. All smoke is allowed. All right, good show. Shout out to all the people for the GBA watching us. We really appreciate the love. It's, it's always fun to have people watching and also commenting. It makes this way more better for us. So bottom of our hearts, thank you guys for joining us today. D, why don't you get the people out here right? 
Chugarame, I appreciate you guys being here again, whether you're in you know, the GBA, you're commenting on from Facebook, random people that are on Twitch, anybody that's in here, it's greatly appreciated, like Trudeau was saying. But every time that we get up out of here, please make sure y'all hit us up on all of our socials. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on YouTube. We don't got the Instagram or the Tiki Taki quite yet, but we do have a website, and I believe my partner was saying we're going to have some gear one day. Yeah, I'm actually painting it in the back. Let's so go, painting, baby. No, we don't got gear, but you know, one of these days we'll bust out a hoodie or two. Please, please, please make sure y'all take care of y'all mentals. We love y'all, so make sure y'all take care of y'all physicals. Make sure y'all set those shitty ass, you know, what are they called? New Year's resolutions coming up soon. No, I'm joking. I'm not just joking. Make sure y'all take care of y'all mentals, y'all chicken, y'all children, and we'll catch y'all on a rebound. Peace. They got a website that you can hire girlfriends for the day.